0: Hi, everyone. Welcome to my Rock For God show with Lisa Marie Nicole. I am Lisa Marie Nicole, and I have a great show for you tonight. Uh, first, I just want to thank everyone that has been following my live streams. Uh, I've been went over from Blog Talk Radio to YouTube, and I'm going to be on YouTube. But this will also be streamed on various different platforms, so people will, will be able to watch it and listen to it on different platforms. I just want to let you know tonight, I have a great guest, Michael Chauncey. He's a good friend of mine, and he's also a great musician, pastor, uh, producer. uh, He owns his own uh, studio. He does a lot of things, but I'm going to let him tell you that. Uh, During the show, if you have any comments or questions that you would like to ask him, you could just write it in the comments section, and then I will i will ask him the question and then he can answer it so um i want to thank everyone again for following my show and without further ado i'm gonna bring on mike hello there hello michael how you doing brother
1: doing good doing great
0: let me just real quick uh i do a psalm i usually recite a psalm with all of my shows i pick one and i forgot to do it so let me do it real quick the psalm for today's show is 95.2. Sing to the Lord and bless his name. Announce the salvation day to day. Amen. No good. <laughs> so uh, how's everything going down there?
2: Good, good. Uh, it's been a little bit cooler the past few days.
0: Yes, it has. I know I'm in Florida, too, and up by us, it's cooler. It's actually, it's. I think it's cooler up by me because I'm north so I'm um, I'm um, maybe it was in, two or
2: three degrees difference
0: yeah it's not much but not you're much. yeah you're over there so it's I know you are but um uh I got people jumping on here so for people that don't know who you are you want to tell us who you are and what your title is if you have it have one
2: sure my name's Michael Chauncey um my wife Joy and I've been married for next week it'll be 38 years god bless you uh we have four adult children and nine grandchildren mm-hmm. and uh, i am the music uh director and associate pastor at christ life church in fort ritchie florida as well as uh the uh, studio musician at both passion recording studio in ocala florida and uh the studio owner here at uh dream lab recording studios in newport in port Mm richie florida
0: so yeah i stay busy yes you do um i'm gonna ask i'm just gonna ask you some questions on uh you can play a song later on and i'll play one of my songs also um for people i know people don't know a lot about you so i just want to ask you what age did you start to write music
2: uh write music wow um i i guess i was writing songs as a teenager Um, uh, you know i i had aspirations back then of, of having a, a band and a christian band and so uh i i would write the praise songs at the time that i was attending uh church as a teenager we were going to a church that was uh on the cutting edge of the praise and worship music of the early 1980s and so yeah. Uh, yeah. Scripture songs. And so I was writing songs like that uh, as a as a teenager and uh, have just kept it up for a little while. I uh, uh, wrote a few country love songs for my wife and oh, wow. things like that. But aside from that, mostly I've written uh, gospel music. And uh, aside from the personal songs for uh, my wife, a few little love songs. Yeah. Mm-hmm
0: so that's a long time yeah that is a long time
2: about uh nearly 40 years
0: wow yeah by the way i just want to congratulate you guys and wish you a happy anniversary uh we just oh, celebrated you. 32 years yesterday
2: oh well, congratulations
0: thank you happy yeah. anniversary thank you yes it was uh february yeah february 2nd groundhog day <laughs>
2: good Just take him out for italian food
0: oh sure He cooks better than I do, (laughs) he's Irish, you know. (laughs) But um, let me ask you something else. Um, I know you play every instrument there is. What was the first instrument that you learned how to play when you were younger?
2: Uh, The very first instrument I had was something uh, nobody's heard of, uh, probably, uh, was a Magnus organ. A Magnus organ, uh, on the left-hand side, it had buttons that you'd push for the chords, and on the right hand side, you had the keys and they were smaller than ordinary keyboard keys. Uh, I guess I started playing that thing when I was about nine years old, then uh, a yeah. uh, little older, I guess, maybe 12 or 13, uh, somewhere around there. Mom bought uh, an upright piano with a five foot tall, looked like in a saloon from a John Wayne movie. <laughs> type like, Pianos. And that's, that lived in the living room and, uh, I would play that and, and until I played the keys off of it, you know? Yeah. My,
0: uh, uh my <coughs> choir, my, my, uh, yeah, my, my, uh, music director just said, you sound very interesting. She would know exactly what you're talking about because she's a concert pianist. So.
2: All right. Right. I don't think concert pianists ever touched a Magnus organ.
0: <laughs> I don't know. You could ask her that one day. <laughs> yeah. That's, uh what what is it it's an it's an it's an organ it's it's an, electric piano.
2: Organ. it's an electric organ that had an uh little air pump in it so when That's you plug cool. it in you would hear the the you'd hear it fill up with air it was a whirring sound and uh the the music of the keys was barely louder than the the sound of the the, the air blowing through it so it wasn't something that you you would ever hear a record of it was just an awful wow. little thing made for children to learn with
0: yeah, um, somebody just asked the question, Shadow ways just asked, what is your What is your favorite instrument to utilize in a song?
2: Oh my goodness, lately, um, i, I show you a little bit around in the studio if I turn this, see if I don't lose yeah, yeah. You see the congas behind me here? Yep. I, I've been having a lot of fun lately with uh, Latin percussion type mm-hmm. uh, instruments. Then behind me, you can see some guitars on the wall. You probably can't really see it, but there's an acoustic guitar back here and it has the paw prints, the hand prints of my grandchildren on it. It Oh, I saw that. Yeah, so uh, the grandbabies just uh, got pop up a new guitar. Um, Over there are a couple of keyboards, uh, a Roland and a Yamaha. And... uh, then there's electric guitars, basses. There's even a mandolin, a banjo. Uh, The favorite one is whatever the song is calling for at the moment, Uh you know? So if the song calls for banjo, then that banjo is my favorite at the time. Harmonicas, I love the harmonica, you know? Um, I I love the blues. Uh, uh, Playing the blues is just a lot of fun. Playing Latin music's a lot of fun. Uh, Everything like that. I I, I really don't have a favorite.
0: Well, you know what my favorite is.
2: Yeah, the electric rock,
0: guitar. The electric. They like
2: the yeah. yeah, I have um, uh, a nice assortment of electric guitars. Uh, um, I have an Epiphone Les Paul, yeah. which is, uh, you know, the, the, the affordable, the poor man's Les Paul. <laughs> and I had it outfitted with Seymour Duncan pickups, which uh, gives it the sound uh, like it sounds like money and uh it looks great but uh but i know the secret it's really it's really a cheap instrument
0: yeah bring back
2: in the center of the picture after that there we go
0: yeah i can see it now yeah i'm sure everybody can see that yeah uh all right i'm going to get off that music question for one second and i'm going to ask you you're also a pastor at church when did you get the call to become a pastor, you feel?
2: Well, my testimony is, is uh, pretty simple. Um, I was um, about nine years old playing out in the front yard in a, a kiddie pool. And the girl next door uh, asked me if I was saved. And I said, I don't know. I'm not even sure what that is. She says, well, you better ask your, your uh, preacher. At the time, I belonged to a denomination called the Church of Christ and uh, so uh, i talked to them they explained the gospel to me that uh, jesus died for our sins that he was buried that he rose again the third day and asked me if i believe this i've always believed that and, and at my naive young age i thought that everyone believed that yeah. um, i didn't know i needed to be saved because i thought everybody already was saved um then uh It was arranged for me to be baptized, of course, uh, the Church of Christ and um, many other evangelical churches baptized by full immersion in water. And so at nine years old, the year 1976, I was immersed in water and I guess I was supposed to feel very spiritual. Uh, So when some teenage girl asked me, she said, how do you feel? I said, freezing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah i just come up out of the water I, she expected me to feel ecstatic and spiritual but I, no i was just too cold uh to feel that uh when did i feel called into the ministry was uh, probably at age 11 i i began to have a real desire to know uh god through the scriptures that that was the way i want i, I wanted to experience god the god of the word as well as the word of god um, because God isn't a Bible and the Bible isn't God, but yet that is the way that we know God. It's through how He reveals Himself in Scripture. And so I started reading my Bible, studying my Bible, memorizing. By the time I was um, in my early 20s, I had memorized most of what I call Paul's short letters. You know, anything that had less than... Six chapters or less, I'd memorize them word for word. Uh, I can't remember them now. Don't, don't quiz me. <laughs> but back then, I, I memorized them. Uh, and then I, I felt like I wanted to not just know God, but I wanted to share God, if that makes sense. Knowing God for myself uh, was so wonderful, I thought that everyone would want to know God. Uh, deeply and intimately and richly so um, i made a phone call i called my my pastor i said what do i do how do i pursue the ministry well he immediately uh, had me enrolled in uh, some correspondence courses meeting some people that uh, were influential to my life and still are uh, to get me on the road to a good solid education and uh, that's how it all went uh i guess probably by the time i was Well, let's see, I I get off the topic. I I didn't always know that I wanted to be a pastor. I really thought I wanted to be a missionary. Mm -hmm. And the reason was in my Christian school, we had an elective course that was called Introduction to Missions. And in it, we read the fabulous biographies of missionaries like uh, Hudson Taylor was a great missionary to China, big, thick book of his life. William Carey was a great missionary to uh, India and others from all the way back in the 1700s, 1800s, all the way through the modern times. Through Gates of Splendor is a book that told the story of uh, Jim Elliot and, and others, um, Nate Saint, who went down to Ecuador and were martyred by the uh, Indians that they were trying to reach for Christ. And I soon uh, just began to thirst to um, know God in the way that they did. that um, that passage of scripture, Jesus said, "If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross and follow me." And I felt like that's that's what I wanted to. And as a young, idealistic teenager, I um, signed up to be uh, a missionary. And I lived on a mission ship for about uh, six months and I found out something about myself. I never get seasick (laughs) until the boat is on the water. But the minute you get out to sea, I turn every shade of green you can imagine.
0: Wow. Yeah, I understand because uh, I know that you know this is my ministry also. And that's exactly what I feel like I'm doing is spreading the word of God and bringing people to God by my music that you've helped me with and um, I have a lot of people asking questions here (laughs) hold on let me go back of what is your favorite memory from being a pastor that you can share
2: right now just what popped into my mind because I've never been asked that question before is a time that I was uh, preaching in a very small little church and um, a squirmy little uh, toddler wiggled out of his mother's arms and came running up to to the uh, platform. And uh, without a thought, I just scooped him up and held him and continued to preach. I finished my sermon while he was just contentedly hanging out there uh, with me, holding him. And uh, I'm guessing that little dude now is probably 30 years old. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Yeah. But uh, yeah, that things like that. Uh, those, those are some some of the better greater memories fond memories of uh, ministry really touching touching people for God you know mm-hmm. I think that that's
0: uh, true It's great It's great what we do um was there ever time in your life that you doubted God and if so what changed your mind?
2: oh yes yeah yeah actually what happened is um uh, well there's a little bit of a confession in this too. Because um, growing up, as I said, learning, uh, learning a lot of scripture, doing a lot of scripture memorization, I thought that I was uh, I thought I was a theologian. I thought I knew everything there was to know. And uh, the this experience not only brought me closer to God, but it also gave me a taste of humble pie. Because um, the Jehovah's Witnesses came and knocked at the door and they wanted to, uh, uh, you know, Convert me. And so I was listening uh, to what they had to say, and they showed me something that shook me to my core um, because I really didn't know what all I thought I knew. They showed me John chapter one and verse one in their Greek interlinear Bible and the word God in that verse, the word God is in there twice, but the first time it ends with an S, the second time it ends with an N. Wow, And and I didn't realize that all that meant was once it was the subject of the sentence, the other time it was a direct object in the sentence. And that's just following proper Greek form. But I thought what they were saying was true, that Jesus is a lower form Mm -hmm. than God, that God is God and Jesus is a created being. And I didn't accept what they said. I didn't believe it. But it sent me into a tailspin where I began to question everything about my faith. I didn't just question the deity of Christ. I questioned the Trinity. I, then I began to question whether, whether Christianity was really the only viable religion. And I began to look at um, comparative world religions. Um, I began to search out the history of things like how we came to believe our Nicene creed and, and um, creedal Christianity. Things that I really didn't know that much about. In evangelical churches, we really don't look at the creed a lot. We we know about them, but it's not a big part of our faith.
0: Yeah, we say it all the time.
2: Um, right. So, yeah, and uh, the Apostles' Creed, things like that, now mean a lot more to me because um, I, I really had to dig. And so I was at the point where I I even questioned the existence of God uh, versus, uh, you know, some scientists who claim uh, that, you know, time and slime are are the real heroes uh, of how we came into existence. And so, yeah, I I did question. And what changed my mind? The the answer is this. I remember uh, being miserable that's all i could say is i remember being miserable for the i've always had the peace of jesus since i was a little boy but for the first time i didn't feel his presence and i didn't feel his peace and i thought to myself when was the last time i felt happy and i thought when i just simply believed simple faith and i said god i don't have ironclad proof of all of it i i had to admit that i don't have ironclad proof but the evidence all points to god to jesus and to his word and so i said i choose to believe i decide to believe based on evidence not a blind leap in the dark but based on the evidence not ironclad proof again but based on the evidence i believe that Jesus, that God is real, that his word is true, that Jesus is the son of God, that he did die for my sins. He did rise again. And you know what happened? As Paul described it, the peace of God that passes all understanding filled my heart and my mind. And I knew, I knew then that uh, Jesus is Lord.
0: That's beautiful. Yes, he is. And um, on that note, I am gonna play the song that you helped me on. This is, I Know You're There God. And this is a great rock song. And um, this song is about what we were talking about, about not believing in God and uh, knowing he's there, but the sounds and everything in this world blocks out everything. And that's Mm -hmm. what I wrote this song about. And um, also, I'm going to play this and then we'll come back and I have some other questions that people um, want to ask, okay? Okay, great. So play this real quick. No, you are there,
3: God. Why can't I feel you near? Mine is so very... I used to hear you so clear I don't want to give up On what I know is the truth Please help to stop the noise That's prevented me from listening to you I know you're there, God
0: So, yeah,
2: no. I remembered. You remember uh, that doing that song, and I remember putting that that uh, synthesizer in there. Uh, we we did something because that's not normal in in Elisa uh, Marie song. Is to have a, a <laughs> synthesizer being not dominant, and I've forgotten how that the the volume of that maybe that's something Wayne did because I don't remember that uh, the volume increased on that synthesizer as it built towards the end, and
0: that's pretty cool yeah it's yeah actually you know what this song has been taken over as the four persons theme song for this show so yeah yeah, they started using it and so now i use it because of the just the song is great for this show and the meaning of it behind it but um i don't want to take up too much time on myself here but mike was on that song with me as he's with all of my songs and I know you and I have a connection where I don't have to say anything anymore. You basically know what I want. (laughs) You know my style. You know what I do. And it's, you know, that's how it is. But I wanted you to play something. Can you play something for us? Yeah.
2: Yeah, I just want to say something really quick before I do, though. Uh, It's not just you and I in the studio, there's Wayne Johnson. no wayne
0: also but i meant you're the musician but also i i want to talk about that after you sing we're going to get into that all right okay
2: yeah because uh all right actually i think i want to play uh something that's uh, a little bit of a praise and worship sing-along uh song Uh, one of the things that we started doing around covid when covid hit was um praise and worship outdoors and uh taking the gospel outside the four walls of the church building and just read to people for Jesus. And this little song, uh, it's not impressive. It's been around forever. and uh, But it's just so much fun that uh, people enjoy praising along with it. And uh, well, here it is.
1: I've got peace. Like a river, I got peace like a river, I got peace like a river in my soul. I got peace like a river, I got peace like a river, I got peace like a river in my soul, I got joy like a fountain. I got joy like a fountain. I got joy like a fountain in my soul. Hallelujah! I got joy like a fountain. I got joy like a fountain. I got joy like a fountain fountain in my soul. And I got love like an ocean. I got love like an ocean. I got love like an ocean in my soul. I got love like an ocean. I got love like an ocean. I got love like an ocean in my soul. And I got peace like a river. I got peace like a river. I got peace like a river in my soul. Yeah.
0: Nice. That's fun. Yeah. I know you do a lot more than that. And um, yeah. so let's get into, let's get into First of all, I want to ask you about your studio. Then we'll get to Wayne. uh, When did you start Dream Lab? When did you want to start it? And when when did you start um, getting into producing and all this with music?
2: I started collecting instruments uh, and equipment uh, probably the year I began recording with Wayne. Um, He had, and he still does he has a wall of of uh, technical stuff that looks like the space shuttle i mean mm-hmm. he had all this stuff and uh, uh <laughs> you have to be a rocket scientist to to know what all he had and, and so i began buying little recorder boxes that you could probably uh sit on a desktop and and collecting a, a microphone here and, and a little bit there And so I finally uh, was able to open something up to record my very first client of my own in 2004. Mm -hmm. And uh, the first time I had a computer-based recording studio. And uh, that that started me on a, a hobby that has now become a career. So uh, this is what I do full time is record music. The church does, doesn't pay us. If you think you can get rich in ministry, uh, you need to at least be on television and and, and, and write a best-selling New York Times <laughs> book. And then you might make money in the ministry, but you're not gonna make many, money in the ministry unless you're a best-selling author and have a mega church. So yeah, no salary in small ministry. Um, that's a myth, by the way. But in 2004, I had a, 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 my first computer and the first bit of equipment, and it's just progressed until um, we eventually rented this 500 square foot uh, storefront in Fort Ritchie, right on US 19, and uh, we just keep adding things uh, until you know we we still don't have all the stuff that he's got over there in Ocala but he's been accumulating a lot longer and he began with a better budget than we did. <laughs> so yeah,
0: pretty exciting. Well, well um, Wayne has been in business for what, about 40 years?
2: Oh, I, I've been working for him for 27 years working yeah. with him. So, and he was at it long before I came
0: around. And I know that he has worked with also, um, He he's worked with a lot, some major artists that have been out yeah. there. And uh, yeah and he does a great job I mean he's um, you know that's where I go I and mean, I work with you guys you guys are the best I put the name of passion recording studios in Ocala Florida I don't have the phone number or anything but if anybody's interested in going there to do any music um, Mike is a studio musician so you can also request him if you'd like or if you also want to go to his studio um you, you said um, you're off in of 19. I know where it is. You're off in of 19 in New Port Ritchie. Yeah. Right?
1: Yes. Mm-hmm.
0: And that's Dream Lab Recording Studios. And Dream that's Lab in- Recording Studio in Port
1: Richie,
2: Florida. Yeah, you could Google us. We, we're right there. Okay. And Passion Recording Studios in Ocala, Florida.
0: Which and is I, where uh, I go.
2: Yeah, and either way uh, that you choose, uh, I am the, the studio musician at both places
0: yes you are you do it all <laughs> um let me ask you let me see I'll go back to the comments i have a couple of questions here um okay i have what is your favorite scripture and um that you live by and why oh gee I, you I, have I, to I, have I, a favorite I, scripture come on what <laughs> what Not nine,
2: one. No, I have this awful, awful (laughs) thing I have to admit that I did once. Uh, As a teenager um, in our Christian school, a lot of the people would sign their yearbook and they would put a Bible verse next to their name. You know, for some it was uh, John 316, you know, put their name on, you know, uh, Christina Smith, John 316 or Ted Johnson, uh, and their verse would be Philippians 4:13. I could do all things through Christ. I wrote as a joke, Mike Chauncey, Acts 118. <laughs> and people didn't catch on until they looked up Acts 118. And it's the scripture where Judas killed himself and all his bowels yeah. are ducked out.
1: It's like, <laughs> oh, oh yeah, oh, yeah.
2: Why would you do that to us? You're awful. <laughs> yeah, it was. That was my sense of humor as a kid. That was terrible. Uh, a scripture that I, I really do live by. You know, actually, there there is one verse that comes to my mind that in my prayer time, uh, this verse is something I'm always asking God for, and it's Colossians 1.10 that we might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. Yeah. And uh, I think true. the reason why that verse because it didn't say just what's your favorite verse and, but why is because I don't think that Christianity is is a static thing like you've arrived at some plateau and there you can rest on your laurels but uh, it's a growing experience and it's daily growing. And when it talks about walking worthy of the Lord, that's a tall order right there. Uh, Walking worthy of the Lord. That means that his reputation is at stake with everything we say, do, and think. And the world is watching us. And then it goes on to say, we're walking worthy of the Lord um, unto all pleasing. It's not what I think is worthy of the Lord. It's what's pleasing to him. Is he pleased? You know, when Jesus came up out of the water at his baptism, the heavenly father spoke. This is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. And Jesus even said in John 8, 29, he says, I always do those things that please him. And unto all pleasing means that I, I always want to be pleasing to the Lord. Um, I'm not always pleasing to the Lord as far as what I fall short of the glory of God, and uh, I daily need His rich mercy and His forgiveness. But that's the goal, you know. That's the goal. And then it says, uh, "fruitful in every good work." So it's not just um, it's not just an attitude; it's action. It's what you really do uh, that you're fruitful in every good work. And then increasing in the knowledge of God. Never become a Christian know-it-all. That's the lesson I learned as a, as a young person that nearly lost my faith because I was a know-it-all. And, uh, yeah, that's one of my favorites. That's Colossians great. 110.
0: I think everybody knows my favorite uh, Philippians 4.13, which you helped me write a song on a year yeah. ago we did that. That was a long time ago. But, yes, that's my favorite also. I live by that one. Um, I have. Let me get to these other questions here. Uh, you mentioned that you do missionary work, or you did missionary work, right?
2: I mentioned that I wanted to do
0: missionary oh, work. Oh, you did uh, Okay. I,
2: to, uh, to me, uh, the modern day heroes, uh, or the heroes of every generation, are the missionaries. You know, yeah. the people that will, you know, leave the comforts of home, and mm. go across uh, to a foreign land, learning a language. You realize the commitment that takes, learn a foreign language, learn to live in a culture uh, that's very different from your own. Probably give up the comforts that you experience here in the United States to live in a place where they have, you may not have running water. You may not have electricity. You may not have uh, an indoor toilet. You've given up so much. And then on top of that, you have the antagonism of a persecuting government. You know, they're trying to stop you mm-hmm. from sharing Jesus. You're probably breaking the laws and subjecting yourself to imprisonment, uh, deportment, or even death. And so, yeah, to me, uh, a Christian missionary is a living hero he or she, he or she are a living hero.
0: Yes, they are. I knew a couple of them. In fact, we, Brian has family members that work, so mm-hmm. I understand what they do. They do a lot for the Lord. And um, let me see I here. All right. What is your favorite Christian song of all time?
2: Jesus is the answer for the world today, by Andre Crouch.
0: Yeah, that's a good song.
2: Yeah, I love that song because it just comes right out without apology and tells us that we are sinners in need of the Savior and He's there. He's there. He is the answer. Uh, yep.
0: That's uh, a big one. What about, how about, um, who is your favorite Christian artist?
2: Keith Green, by far. Uh, some people may not even be old enough to remember Keith but um, back in the day when Christian music all came out on little blue cassette tapes (laughs) uh, I had a Sony Walkman that uh, I would play those blue cassette tapes until they wore out Keith was famous for saying things that made you feel like I I love the Lord but I don't love the Lord enough Um, I want to serve the Lord I want to go, he he was the one that made me want to go on the mission field. He sang this song, Jesus commands us to go, but we go the other way. So yeah. he carries the burden alone while his children are busy at play, feeling so called to stay. He sang um, the song, how can they live without Jesus? How can they live without God's love? How can they feel so at home down here when there's so much more up above? throwing away the things that matter, they hold on to things that don't. The world has gone crazy, but soon maybe a lot more are gonna know. Because he's not just religion with steeples and bells or a salesman to, who'll sell you the things you just wanna hear, but his love was such that he suffered so much to call some of us just to follow, to follow. You that, know that
1: that what I
2: <laughs> Oh yeah, I, I know every one of his songs Word for word by heart. Yes, I do. And uh, you know, when you're a kid, you you do that. You have you have neuroplasticity when you're a kid, and your your brain can just absorb everything. Now I'm more like Ernest P. Worrell. I have the mind like a steel trap. <laughs> nothing gets in, and nothing gets out. <laughs> um, let me ask you
0: another question. Uh, what kind of music do you listen to? Do you listen to any other music besides Christian? You don't listen to mainstream music anymore, or did you ever? Um,
2: you know, there was a little while in my my life, I, shame to say, that I feel like I kind of backslid. I became very lukewarm in my faith. At least in my, my heart, I, I feel like I was. I didn't know it at the time but I started a little band called the blue river band and we started playing in uh, VFW halls, Eagles halls and things like that. But I would play things by Buddy Holly, uh, Elvis Presley, yeah. um, Frankie Valley. And we did a lot of the older songs and I justified it because I was playing for the vets, you know, the old soldiers. Yeah. And, uh, I did some country music. Alan Jackson was big at the time. And, uh, Garth Brooks, uh, who else? Um, Randy Travis, George Strait. I learned uh, songs basically either old rock songs or '90s country songs, and I enjoyed doing that. But after a while, I I, I just began to realize that God had given me whatever talent I do have. He gave it to me um, to share Christ with others and to worship Him, and so. For me, you know, I don't want to put that on everybody else, but for me, um, that was what music was for. It's to glorify God, and it's to proclaim the message of the kingdom to others. Uh, And when we get to heaven, I think that that's what the music is. You know, um, the book of Revelation, I don't know if you know this, I'm sure you do, but the book of Revelation is the Psalms of the New Testament. There are more little songs and hymns in the book of Revelation than anywhere else. In fact, the word hallelujah is only found in the New Testament in the book of Revelation. And so music's going to be a big part of heaven. And so, you know, I want to kind of get on board with what we're going to be singing forever.
0: Well, I feel the same way about that because you know that uh, also that's what I do. So I also feel the same way. I know exactly what you mean about that. I stopped singing secular music, stop listening to it and um you know and but i still i still listen to it once in a while if it's on but i choose to do this for God because we were blessed with this we were blessed with this talent to write to sing and to proclaim the word and i don't feel by doing other type of music that's doing that that's right that isn't um i have a question by from john for the four persons he says are you deeply concerned about the direction music is going in now
2: uh, I, I think music uh, as a whole you know has uh, they've al- there's a lot more allowance for the culture well music go music really just follows the culture
3: mm-hmm.
2: and as the culture becomes darker and uh, so does the music I think though in the 70s, we had more songs about Satan, you know? Uh, yeah, we yeah. had more, yeah. Highway to hell and yeah, and stuff about hell. Uh, now songs are, uh, but we've always had songs that were about sex and drugs and the devil, you know? Sixties. Um, <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, we've still got songs about sex and drugs and the devil. Um, uh, then, uh, yeah. I mean, it's always alarming to me what, what people are listening to. I think that music's powerful and it has a powerful way of communicating. And in my own life, I, here I am a grandfather and uh, I still remember word for word, the songs that I put inside my brain 40 years ago, you know? And, uh, and I'm concerned about the music people put in their brains mm-hmm. when they're young because they'll never, they'll never get those out of there.
0: I and you're exactly right about that and so is he because um that's exactly what I feel that we're supposed to be doing um you know we're all blessed with this like I said and this is a this is a ministry for both of us you know and this is the way we get you spread the word and there is too many dark forces in the world today that are taking over especially the youth and um that's why I try to really um, aim my music towards the younger generation because you know I'm a, I am like rock and uh, a lot of kids like rock so I figured mm-hmm. if I could combine rock with scripture <laughs> maybe I could find some way to bring them in you know what I mean like that right,
1: right. Yeah. yeah yeah
0: but but it's but you're right about that um, it's, it's just you know there's a lot of, I noticed though lately have you noticed lately there's a lot of Christian artists coming out I know I see a lot of people doing Christian songs, and a lot of people that I know in the music industry that wouldn't normally do this type of music. Now they're starting to do this. They're starting to write write music about God, about something that happened in their life that changed them with Jesus or something like that. And uh, and it's great to see that, you know.
2: Well, okay, so just just think about this: uh, the impact that Jesus has on culture. Um, The great paintings of the Renaissance, arguably the greatest time that we ever had for painting and sculpture. What percentage of Renaissance paintings and sculptures is Jesus the theme? It's huge, it's huge. And if you think about uh, music world over, uh, classical music, Beethoven, Bach, uh, Mozart, Handel. Well, Handel's Messiah, you know, Brahms, all the great music of that period. How much of that was actually worship, and and uh, it was huge, a huge amount of Vivaldi, all that stuff was worship and praise to God. People don't realize that. Um, then think about our modern, uh, the modern influence. How many songs did the great Willie Nelson sang about Jesus? Dolly Parton, uh, Dolly Parton, in fact, she's on a Zach Williams tune. You know, here she is in the 70s, and uh, she's singing about Jesus. And I remember back in 1979, she made one uh, gospel artist very famous because she sang the song, He's Alive. And it was a song about the resurrection of Jesus. other artists, even the ones that sing about hell, Elvis. In a sense, they were singing a biblical theme, only they were singing from the, the wrong side, but it was still a perspective. Even, even, um, even artists that have 666 on their album covers are actually giving a nod to the New Testament because the concept of the Mark of the Beast and the, and the, that comes from the New Testament. So even if it's uh, in a negative way, there's still this acknowledgement of Jesus everywhere. Madonna, her um, song that was pretty much a blasphemy song, I think,
0: mm-hmm. uh,
2: about the about uh, prayer, like a prayer.
0: Oh yeah, like a prayer. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a cross
2: and and a sacrifice and the whole thing. Uh, though the song wasn't up, wasn't uplifting, Jesus, it still gave a nod and an acknowledgement that Jesus is huge. Even the Beatles, when they made the statement, what was the statement? Uh, we're as po- we're almost as popular as Jesus, or yeah, more popular. Whatever that. it was, yeah. they, they, they yeah. said, and it raised all those eyebrows. We're more popular than Jesus. It just shows you how incredibly popular Jesus is. Mm-hmm. Two thousand years later. And the funny thing is, he never traveled more than 200 miles away from his birthplace when he was on Earth. He had a ragtag followers of, you know, tax collectors and fishermen. And look at the impact he's made on the world. He, he never even had a YouTube video. I know, right? <laughs> right. Never well, actually, actually he
0: does now.
2: He does now. <laughs> he yeah. does
0: now that's what this yeah. shows about
2: think about the yeah think about the uh, impact that his one life has had on the world and on the music industry
0: exactly and uh those people you all mention um i just pray to god that they would uh accept him one day or yeah. would, what, was there, uh, what was that guy um
1: oh gosh uh she's a good girl love oh, wow. mama um, yeah uh, tom Petty Petty.
2: Petty loves jesus in america Mm -hmm. too yeah so jesus is all over the music industry uh even the secular songs that aren't about jesus still give this nod to jesus acknowledging that you know he really is something isn't he
0: yes he is we know that that's why we're doing this to get everybody Mm -hmm. else to know that um if I know you do a lot of uh, things on social media and you uh I know you do that um what do you do that thing on TikTok?
2: Right, and, gospel in a minute. Gospel
0: in a minute on TikTok. I see that all the time. Um if people want to follow you on This is my this-
2: wife by the way, everybody.
0: Hi Joy. Hi.
2: So yeah, we're, this is, she didn't know she just walked into a, a podcast. That you, <laughs>
1: I
0: just brought a supper, he's eating a late supper. <laughs>
2: but um, you just asked me a question and I, yeah, I lost my I want to know,
0: uh, people want to, all right, let's get your information together here. So people want to follow you on Facebook. What's your Facebook page? Your
3: Facebook yep,
2: page My name, Michael Chauncey uh on Facebook and uh I actually have several pages um
3: yeah that
2: I manage on there. Uh Dream Lab Recording Studio has its own page, uh verse by verse of the Bible and different things like that. But um we what um
0: we, uh TikTok what is your handle on TikTok?
2: On TikTok uh if you look up the hashtag gospel in a minute I started about three years ago posting videos that uh take one bible verse and then bring it to a point of um, asking you to receive christ pray and receive christ uh trust him repent of your sin and trust him as your savior and the hashtag is gospel in a minute and there's hundreds yeah. of of those little videos each one has a little bible verse and uh, some instruction in there
0: yeah i follow them yeah, yeah um you, you're also you're not on anything else are you are you on any other social media you have a youtube channel don't you
2: i do have a youtube channel dream lab uh let me let me see what the actual name of that is here it's, uh, my channel is called dream lab studios okay dream lab studios and a lot of my clients work is on there
0: okay that's what so, i was going to ask you
2: yeah, the instrumentation is me, but uh, a lot of times the voice is someone else, or the songwriter is somebody else. You'll see because I usually put the title of the and the person's name.
0: Well, you also work with Ron Daly.
2: Ron Daly, yeah, that guy. He uh, lives in Georgia, and he writes a song every day. Isn't that ironic? His name yeah. is Daly, and he writes a song daily.
0: <laughs> and uh, and That's he's funny. we've we've
2: recorded over eighteen hundred songs together.
0: That's amazing.
2: Yeah.
0: So you're from Newport, Ritchie, Florida? You're well, I'm not state. originally
2: from Newport, Ritchie. Yeah, I am I from Florida, though. I'm from uh, Fort Pierce, Florida. That's where I was born yeah. but I grew up in a, in Vero Beach, Florida.
0: That's on the coast, right? Is yeah, it's over coast? on the yeah. east coast, on the Atlantic coast. And uh, is that over by the water? Is that the ocean? Yeah, it's yeah. right there.
2: Uh, we weren't right on the ocean. Of- <laughs> the more you you cost a little bit more you uh it's a little bit more expensive to live right on the ocean but yeah I know we, <laughs> yeah we lived where normal people live yeah
0: <laughs> so um well we're getting close to the end here um is there anything you would like to say is there anything you'd like to make a comment about
2: well, actually, I would. I, I would just like to, to tell people uh, that God loved the world so much that he sent his son, Jesus, to be born here on this earth through the Virgin Mary. And she uh, raised him as a child. to He, he was a, lived a sinless life. The Bible says he was tempted in all points, just like we are, but without sin. And even though all he did was go around doing good and healing the sick, raising the dead, opening blind eyes, still the wicked people of this world took him and crucified him. But on the third day he rose again and he is still alive. He loves you. And if you'll repent and believe the gospel, turn from sin and trust the savior, God will forgive your sins and he will grant you the free gift of everlasting life. You don't, that doesn't mean you have to be perfect uh, because I'm not perfect. And I'm guessing Lisa Marie isn't either. Uh, but we have found that God is rich in mercy, that he forgives sinners like us. And he loves us in spite of uh, all of that. And we can put our trust in him. He'll answer prayers. I tell you what, I know that he has answered my prayers many times, people very sick. And we've seen God heal them. People in desperate situations financially, seen God come through for them. So yeah, in the closing minutes, I would implore you to take some time, ask the Lord Jesus Christ to forgive you, cleanse you, and make you a new creation in Christ.
0: Thank you very much. Amen. Um, I really had a good time, Mike. Thank you very much for coming on. And um, uh, if anybody wants to, if anybody wants to get a song or they want they need a studio musician Mike is the person who's great I'm sure you guys have heard my songs and um, he does a great job on them with me and we have another song that'll be coming out soon I'm not saying what it is but it's a surprise and that's gonna be a great one and uh, I have uh, Andrew Dean that's gonna be coming on in March He's yeah. my next guest, and I know you know him also. You're a friend yeah, of here, he is so.
2: one of my clients here, too. I've been recording some music for him. I haven't recorded all of his stuff like you, uh, but just recently he's been sending me work. Yeah.
0: That's great. Even if you get a few here and there, right? That's that's right, great. Right. But uh, at least people got to uh, get a chance to hear you and know who you are and where you are and how they can, like the people that are in North Florida area, if they want to if they want to come to Ocala and go to Passion um, Recording Studios, or if you they must. want to drive down to you, if they yeah. want to drive down to you at Dream Lab, I have up right now, Newport Ritchie. And um, that's it. I thank you very much for coming on. You have a blessed weekend, and I will be seeing you soon. Yeah.
1: All right. We'll talk right, to
0: Take Bye. care, brother. Bye. Have a good weekend. All right, guys. I just want to say my music prayer. Lord, thank you, for the gift of music, a universal language that transcends barriers. Help us to use it to glorify Your name, to find solace during times of distress, and to celebrate Your goodness in times of joy. May our hearts always be instruments playing the melody of Your love and faithfulness. Amen. Thank you very much, guys, for for viewing tonight. Um, I really have a great show for you next week. It's I'm um, next month. I mean, sorry, March uh i have it down for march 2nd i have national recording artist andrew Dean and he also has recorded with michael and he's a great friend of mine and he's also a good a very good artist he travels all over and um i can't wait to interview him it's going to be a great show um that is next month march 2nd at the same time 7 p.m here on the rocket for god network i thank you very much for joining me You guys have a blessed weekend and take care.